Hello, and welcome to Ticket to Game Hedge, the podcast that discusses the science of how to get your friends and family to like our favorite band, Fish. We'll share stories from the community on how people discovered Fish and what makes this band so damn special. So join us as we stamp your ticket to Game Hedge. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my great friend, Kresha. All right, and welcome to another episode of Ticket to Game Henge, the podcast where we explore and discuss the scientific ways to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish. Um, got a few things to talk about this week. Uh, not a lot of topics, but I think we're going to get into it a little bit. So, um, you know what's funny? After listening to all of the podcasts over the past little while, I realized I say the word so way too often. You need to help me with that. When I say it, Call me out. Yeah, it's every like so, so, so. I'm gonna stop that. You know what it is? It's a, it's a transition word. You're organizing your thoughts. Yes, I think you're right. Um, now that I'm aware of it, though, I'm going to try to curb it a little bit, just so it's not so saturated. Um, so twice, so it's not so saturated. <laughs> we should do a drinking game every time I say the word. So last long, buddy. Take a shot. I'm a, I'm a lightweight. Is there a fish drinking game? I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's multiples out there. There's got to be. We got to look that up when we get together. Anytime someone says a song, that fish has a song named after you or a word. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay, so let's talk about, uh, I guess, the two two main topics. I think they overlap. You you, you put something out there. I put something out there. I think there's some correlation there. I'm going to start with the post that you put out there to sort of source the community about going from maybe not liking a song or something for that matter and then transitioning into when you do like it and what happened along the way and what made it click so i'll read your post it happened just this morning fish radio played split open and melt and i caught myself saying i love this song then i reflected on when i first listened to fish i didn't love split open and melt i'm interested in your thoughts has something similar happened to you and can you recall what made the song click you got a pretty good response a lot of people talking about the the songs, but not necessarily what made them click. And I think, you know, that's something that I want to talk about because I, I have a lot of examples of that. Um, can you remember when Split Open and Melt made it, made it click for you? Or was that why you posted that question? Because you're like, when did this happen? Yep. So I can actually remember it was, um, I was meal prepping and I was listening on my earbuds. And when the, the long middle jam um like it was just it was a, it was a solid jam and they were coming back to the main theme the right and i was like oh my god this is awesome and i was like i think i like this song now because mm-hmm. when i first heard it it was uh, again i you know my ear wasn't really developed and it just it sounded like a bunch of noise at the beginning right yeah but then you start listening to shows and you hear it a bunch of times and, uh, you know, and then you have a moment like that and you're like, wait a minute, this is incredible. What have I been missing this whole time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are there any other songs that are like that? Like, can you, can you sort like specifics of when it, when it clicks, certain jams, certain versions? Yeah. So, I mean, I, no, um, no, but I always, I'm always fascinated in, um, cause I'm super analytical, right? So I'm always fascinated in like why these things happen and how these things happen. Uh, sure. and I, I, you know, like I, I was thinking during your post, I know, and I know we'll talk about it in a second, but I was like, man, there's no songs anymore where I'm like, ah, this is, this is a bummer. Like it was hard. You know, it used to be, 
I yeah. never loved No Man and No Man's Land. I, I like the song, right? Like eventually, right. I think what happens is there's parts of it that sound familiar and then sound good, like good enough to be like, this is a really good part to the song. Like so good that I don't mind hearing it or I will actually seek it out to listen to it if I get a chance. And once you're there and you hear, like, cause all the parts are musical, right? It's not like, it's not like it's like my, my kids making music where they just like bang, 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 bang. You're like, oh my God, this is noise. Every part right. is musical in the sense that it follows the general rules and ideas of what music should sound like, right? So it's mm -hmm. all valid music. And after a while you're like, I don't know, this is good, right? And then you develop a couple of good memories to like, oh, hey, this is when, you know, this happened. This is when, you know, so-and-so got punched or had the beer spilt all over them. And then all of a sudden you're like, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, again, coming back to the nostalgia and the memories I get attached to it. Uh, I definitely have some examples of that. It's, it's interesting. I think back on that, on that question, I don't think of a fish song. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But I think specifically about a Dave Matthews song. When an album, and you might remember this, you might not, um, in uh, the summer of 2001, an album called Live in Chicago came out that was a show that was recorded in 1998 by Dave. And it opened with a song called The Last Stop. And on the album, it's not a great song. It just really isn't all that, all that great. And I had never, you know, it was 2001. We didn't have access to the live content that we do now. And for the most part, around that time, it wasn't a song that the band played a lot. So I went to White Oaks Mall, bought it on CD, which we've spoken about, you know, made the effort to go, spent my hard-earned money, put it in my Discman or whatever I had and walked home and it was the first track and it just it just grabbed me in a way that that song never grabbed me before same song the lie the energy how great it sounded um i can remember walking by nicholas wilson and cutting through that field and and you know hearing the, the part of the song that really opened up my eyes to how great it can be live um yeah and you know and with fish i don't think i have a specific one i have an example coming up but in the past year there's been a lot of listening and i think of going into it about a year ago not knowing a ton of uh, songs not knowing them well thinking at first like okay this sounds okay but just sticking through it knowing it was going to go somewhere giving it a chance hearing what the band was going to do in the jam um where they're going to go from there and that just repetition to your point over and over and again it makes me i was thinking about this knowing that we were going to talk about today um i think about things like wine beer alcohol uh cigarettes, coffee, those are all things you don't like the first time you try them. You don't like those things the first five, 10 times you try them, but you keep going back, right? When we were growing up, we started hanging out, hanging with our friends and we would drink beer. I didn't like beer. I didn't like the taste. We go to the beer store. What are you going to get? What are you going to get? Like I'm some aficionado. I, I, I can tell you the taste difference between Bud Light, and Budweiser and Heineken it was beer. Right, it was a delivery device to get me feeling the way I wanted to feel, or so I thought I wanted to feel. But after a couple of years of drinking that wine, whatever it is, you develop a taste for it. But my thought is, and my question has always been, why do we keep going back to those things if they don't taste good? If you try fish, and and I mean the meat, the actual dish, not the band, for the first time, and you don't like it, you're probably never going back to order that piece of fish again, are you? But we do it with coffee, with alcohol, and with all of these other things. Is it the social pressures? Is it, is it the external influences and people telling you it's great and it's going to be good that keeps us doing that? No, it's because you, you get something. You get something, you get drunk. 
you get the return on the investment is what you're saying. Something, man. When you're a kid, you get drunk, you have that feeling, right? And then like, I don't know, you have the courage to talk to that girl you liked or, you know, mm. you have that. So you have a payoff to it. Like with coffee, mm. I kind of like the buzz, you know? Like you drink it, you're mm. like, oh, shit, I'm ready to go. I don't feel that with coffee. I, I don't. don't. Uh, yeah, I guess if I stopped and quit for a couple of years and then came back to coffee, maybe I would. Yeah, so but I think, and again, I think this links back to the music really, really well, is there's a payoff, right? Like there's certain, it's tough. So another example is um, modern hip hop. I've mm -hmm. tried like ad nauseum because mm -hmm. I like hip hop music. I can't, there's no payoff. Like there is 0% of the songs that I like. There's nothing awesome in there for me. It's like modern country too. There's no payoff. Like I listen to this, I'm like, there is nothing that brings me joy here. And every time I try, I come back to the same thing. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I feel, I feel defeated. I'm like, I can't, this is awful. Like, I just can't do this. Yet there are the equivalent of us on that hip hop side of things. Two guys maybe doing a podcast that love it so much and talk about it in the same context you and I do with fish, it, it makes you wonder, you know, all, all the different things that shape you into liking what you like and why you like it. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit of a mystery, I think. That you know, mystery, like knowing it, it's, it's, it would be impossible to understand, like you can understand elements of the things that you like, but like yeah. keep in mind, like a lot of this stuff I think is, is formed when we're not really conscious, right? Like mm. it's formed when we're developing like really, really early. And then it kind of gets developed through the years, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just going through your posts and some of the answers on here. Um, I actually dislike tweezer. This is from down, down, down melt. Uh, I actually dislike tweezer to start out, but all of a sudden one day, it's all of a sudden I was listening to like five different versions in a day and started playing it all the time. I used to think ghost was kind of boring though. I liked the lyrics, but now I love that song. Uh, Karini, I, I didn't like until I saw it live. I think that's common for a lot of people. The experience will draw you in. In 46 days, I used to not like, but every time I watch the band shred it, I like it that much more. And your response was great. Interesting how you listen to a song you didn't like five times in one day. Because who, who else is doing that? Like, is it everyone else likes Tweezer? I got to like Tweezer. I got to figure it out. So you listen to it nonstop. I wonder. Well, there had to be, uh, there had to be, a, there had to be a payoff and maybe in this circumstance, cause you can't judge the payoff, right. For an individual, like there's, there's so many things that we would never even consider would be payoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife and I joke all the time about what I initially thought of songs, pebbles and marbles. First, it was, this song is a goddamn mess. Now it's, I can't believe how amazing this song is. No, no idea really what happened to change it. I just remember listening to it one day, not getting it. And then the next day laughing at how much of a numbskull I was, haha. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think sometimes things need to marinate. Um, sometimes I think it's, I think it's timing, but it is, it is a really interesting thing to discuss what, what helps you make that leap. Um, I didn't like sand. Then I listened to 12, 13, 99. Now I like sand. You know, is it a certain version? Is it where you were? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I find it, I find it really, really interesting. See if there's anything else in here worth calling out. This was a this was a good one. I, I'm gonna read this post. This is from Locust the Lurker, 555. Sometimes their songs just need to grow on you a bit. I categorize their songs into one, pick up and jam, can pick up and listen easily for newbies. And those would probably be like your free 
um, you know, farmhouse, things that are more along the lines of like a pop rock, I would suppose. Maybe the answer to the question of what are your, what are your songs to try to get somebody into fish? Those are the ones that you probably pick. Um, uh, two, need to listen a couple times, two or three times through, then you get it. And last three, need some courage. Songs that the listeners need to experiment with fish as other songs to acquire the courage and openness to experiment with something new and different. Sometimes just listening to new songs a couple times, they get stuck in your head, then you go back, re-listen, then you're hooked. For me, probably one of the songs that took the longest to grow on me was Reba. I think mainly due to the way it's sung and then some of the shiftiness and choppiness of the song. Yes, I realize some of those words are not in the dictionary, but listening to Fish has opened different parts of my mind, the creative side, and also due to the unique physical aspects of the band. Basically, they're so unique, I couldn't use existing words to describe them. Um, I think I think Reba is a really interesting song because you know you have um, you have a lot of like quote weirder elements according to pop music right so you have you know um, uh, a very interesting melody uh, you have a, a middle section that is that is very dissonant um, and you know the tempo and and the, even though even though the the timing is four four during the the, the middle time the mm the they're playing all over the like all over all over the place it sounds really all over the place the first time you hear it right. and the game is in a is is in a mode called the lydian mode so it sounds really spacey and mm -hmm. like it sounds awesome now right but what hooks you the first time you hear reba is the chorus because it's familiar tag it tag it anybody can sing along uh, i didn't know reba that well when we went in 2000 and that was the opening song. And by the end of it, I was singing along. I remember turning to you going, what is this? And fans freaked out because they knew it was a cl classical tune. And yeah, but the rest of it seemed messy to me, 100%, 100%. And then, and then it, it takes, you know, like he said, he was descriptive, but I think it's a great example because you have a chorus that is really, and let's be clear, right? Like the, 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 one of the things that Fish does well, probably the best musically is create contrast. Because the weirder that you get and the more out there it gets, and then when you bring it back to something that sounds so familiar and so melodic, you're just like, holy shit, this part sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, they really kind of plant the seed, go away for a bit, and then hook you back in. It reminds me of, and I'm kind of bummed that he took them down, but the uh, guy that we used to watch on YouTube, the Guitar Gate guy, and when he was doing his deep dive on Down With Disease, I'm not musically inclined. I love music, but I don't know it on the theoretical level. And I remember him going into talking about like the main part of the song and the chorus, and then going to jam. They follow the same kind of notes, but you don't know it. They trick you into recognizing how good it is because they've already played those notes over here. They're playing in a different way over here. And your brain is subconsciously making that connection like i know this melody i like it even though i've never heard it before you're already trained to appreciate it because they've already planted that seed for you great songwriting you know the, and it's you probably hear it in their songs way more than i would you can probably name a dozen songs where that kind of happens they go away i'm just more conscious of it right but that's what the, the whole part about music is you know like you know this is going to happen you know there's there's a there's actually a youtube video this guy recorded a video on like music illusions okay you know so he uh he was uh he talked about how like escher you know created like the winding staircase that just keeps going up or just keeps going down and he was like i'm looking for you know places in music and he's a composer too so he's like i'm looking for for musicians or composers who would use like illusions to make you think that something's happening that's not happening mm. 
right? It's just really, it's a really great, it's a great YouTube video, but I mean, it, send me that link. I'd be sure. I'll check that out. You send it to me. Yeah, sure. But you know, like he uses, and, and fish uses some of the techniques too, right? Like the, like the part in, uh, like the part in, in, in foam or uh, not foam. Is it foam or flop it? No foam. I'm falling. Uh, and it just sounds like he's going down. Deep well. Yeah. It's not. It's the way that the notes are played and the way that they cycle through the parts. One's fading out and the other one's fading in with their voice, which is incredible when you really think about the technical ability to pull that off live. But right. it sounds like, you know, it sounds like it's an ever descending. You're like, holy shit, how far is this going to go? Do I, maybe I'm speaking about the wrong thing, but I think I remember in an interview, Trey talking about listening to, I want to say it was a movie composer about that was the first time he learned that you can layer layer in i'm getting this all wrong but it was a matter of laying layering in notes that are seemingly never ending i think is what the terminology was like he he learned that that he could combine certain certain notes to create a perception that you're just going to keep going lower and lower and lower and lower and lower even though you're actually not i'm trying to think about this from i haven't heard uh that interview so i'm not sure i can't comment okay. but i mean yeah it's it's a musical technique right so you know, and like, and it's full of that's, that's what, it, when we were talking about it before, it's all musical is what I'm trying to tell you, right? Like, mm. if your ears not trained and you hear Reba, you're like, this is a mess, unless you right. know what you're listening for, right? But if you can show somebody or explain to somebody or, you know, give them the audio cues and you can develop the ear, now you hear, you're like, oh man, this is amazing, right? I get it. Yeah. Even, yeah. Though, even though you can't, you know, even though you don't know what it is that you necessarily understand, like it, it makes sense. You can hear what's happening. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. I, um, yeah, I, I find, I find the whole thing really fascinating and I'd be curious to hear what other people have experienced with that. Um, and you got a good response there, which is nice. It's, it's, it's a great topic because it is one of those bands. And again, I'm coming back to the guitar gate guy. The first time um, he was reacting to, I think, punch you in the eye and there was a major change and he was like, so confused by it. This is a guy that, you know, has been played in bands, is teaching the guitar, and he clearly didn't know that song, and it really threw him for a loop. And you and I just hear it as a fish song, because we're so used to hearing that change. But the first time you, you hear it, if you're used to pop music, which most of us were, yeah, it's a really big switch. But it's, it's one of the best things of the band. It's funny that you bring it up, because like, punch you in the eye, you know, when I was learning the tempo, I could never get the hey part right, because it's right it's on the, the backbeat. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that song, Punch You in the Eye, was stuck in my head for no word of a lie. I would say about 10, 11 years. Whenever I would whistle, yeah. that's the tune that would come out of my whistle. Yeah, I, without doubt. Um, okay, let's shift gears a little bit, but I think we're going to keep along the same line. So I uh, every week I post the top three. Usually get a pretty good response in terms of upvotes and likes and all that stuff is very positive. As I was posting this one the other day, I, I thought, what am I going to get out of this? And I'm really, really glad that I did. So I wrote, other than Prince Caspian, what are your top three bathroom break songs? I want to clarify a couple of things. I put Prince Caspian in there because you, you and I have talked about. You clarified when you wrote it. Right. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, and, and maybe I, I don't want to dumb it down for uh, some of the fans. I would have assumed that most fans would have known why I put Prince Caspian in there. I obviously got some people saying, I don't know what's wrong with that song. I wouldn't put it in there. I didn't post what are the top three songs you hate. It was top three bathroom break songs. Like I'm thinking, I, I don't want to miss a part of the show either. I don't. But if I got to go, I got to go. And I'm going to pick my moments. You know what I mean? I mean, if nature calls, 
what are we going to wear a diaper which for the record some people do i did i did learn that it's it's a thing that some people i don't know about fish fans but for festivals and long concerts adults will wear diapers to the show so that they can keep their spot and not have to go which i don't know i don't know how i feel about somebody who's taking a number two in his shorts while i'm sitting there trying to jam out but it happens um so i got a pretty a pretty big response um and there were a few a few common songs that people didn't like but it was more so just people being critical uh of those that have put it on there you wrote so i'll put my three three up there kill devil falls poor heart and alaska to back this up a step i've gone back to the beginning of 3.0 and i'm listening to that and i'm maybe 10 15 shows into 3.0 and half of them opened up with Kill Devil Falls. It's clearly it was a new song to the band at the time. They were really stretching its legs and trying to trying to play it live and get used to it. It's just one of those things I think at the time when I wrote this, I was hearing it a lot. Uh, poor Heart, although although quick, it's just not my thing. And yes, I can pee really fast. Somebody wrote Poor Heart, how fast can you go pee? I can run, man. Don't fool around. Uh, and then Alaska, although it's fun, I can kind of take it or leave it. Like always, I posted my top three, and as other people posted, I was like, ah, crap, I forgot about other songs. I would probably take Alaska out and put Farmhouse in there instead in the meantime. Um, this sounds like No Woman, No Cry to me. Uh, you wrote, what did you write here? I saw it, I saw it, wait for it. What a question. Love Caspian would never leave for that one. I tend to try and stay for all the songs because I don't dislike any of them, but maybe I should have wrote that too. Death Don't Hurt Very Long. Yum vocal jam and any acapella song. I think I'm with you on that. I I've got a thought on the Yum vocal jam. Why did you pick those three? Death don't hurt very long. It's kind of catchy, but what? Just don't like uh, it. Uh, so again, I like all of the songs, right? I'm at yep. the point, but I'm, like, I'm thinking of like, what's my least favorite? Where I'm like, this Death don't hurt very long to me sounds like a part of a song, mm. not an entire song based on that theme and that arrangement. Mm -hmm. that just carries on for you know for too long yeah that's just my opinion uh repetitive yeah the, the vocal jam in in yam i i don't i mean i appreciate it because again it's incredible what they do with their vocals it's just not my favorite like i understand i understand it i get it i know what they're doing not my favorite and the same thing with like the the acapella and again i love the acapella like not i have to rank it against everything else right? Like you've right. structured the question. So I have to pick something. So what am I going to pick? Cause that's what makes it fun. Right. Okay. A question like that, that yeah. it, it, it's supposed to be hard. Like it's supposed yeah. to be hard. Cause that's what makes it fun. It's a forced choice. hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder though, could, would you awful. even, they're sorry. The real answer is what that one guy wrote. I'm an adult. I can hold it. You know, like <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but like sure. if I have, I got a gun to my head and you're like, listen, asshole, you got to go pee three times during the show. Here's the set list. Where are you going? Here's where I'm going. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I was thinking too about your acapella song. I don't know if you'd even be in a position to go to the bathroom for an acapella song because they typically, if they do one, end with one or open with one. So you're probably not in the bathroom for either one of those. But I agree. When I hear them, I hear them on live fish or what have you, I'm just kind of meh, whatever. I'm glad that they like it. Um, I have a story about the Yum Vocal Jam that happened last week, the day after I posted this. So I, I posted this last Wednesday, getting a lot of hate. Uh, so to speak. And then Thursday, I'm driving home, I'm listening to Fish, and I was listening to Bonnaroo Night One from 2009, uh, June 12th. And they play Yem, and it's time for the vocal jam. It's coming up. It's coming up. And I'm like, okay, here we go. And they don't do vocal jam. 
they switch it up and they go into Wilson. And I'm like in the car and I'm like, wait, wait, what? I'm excited to hear Wilson because who doesn't love Wilson and gets me charged up every time. But I felt a little bit let down and disappointed. And I thought if I were at that show, how would I feel? Hmm? Part of the song. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we, we, I openly don't really like it. I never skip it for the record when I'm listening to it. I let it play to the end and go into the next track. Um, but I, but I thought as they were playing Wilson, like, geez, if I was there, how would I feel about that? They didn't play it. Would I feel special that they didn't play it? Because they always do. But I'd just be like, oh. But then they play Wilson. And then they jam that out and come back around. And then there's a second You Enjoy Myself where the jam finishes and the vocal jam is in it. So they brought it back after me being let down that it wasn't going to play. And I thought, okay, there it is. Eh, all right. <laughs> I let it play. So I was wondering if that was going to be a moment that's going to make me love that, love that jam. Um, and still not, but I did feel let down that they didn't play it because I've been trained to, to listen to it every single they time. Did play it. It. They just, you know, like when like that one, uh, the they, they did when they put Frank, what's that one show they put Frankenstein in the, in the jam. Oh. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But for like the, for the six or seven minutes until I knew it was coming back, I was like, ah, oh, I was kind of bummed out. Like it felt incomplete. Totally. Like, like it just stopped and the song didn't get finished. So, um, but yeah, I, you know, I do want to say that I love the devotion of the fans uh, when it comes to something like this. Like, like they're so loyal. They're, you know, getting upset about the post in general. They're being critical that other people are choosing to go to the bathroom and saying why a song is good. The, the amount of love and all of this is coming from a good place, right? Nobody's attacking anyone personally, but the love for this band even if there's a song they don't really like the way that they'll you know like defend them to the earth it's it's incredible the devotion's amazing i was it's funny because when you wrote those songs so here's here's how i read it right because i've gone through this enough i pay attention to how i respond to things because most <laughs> people are going to respond the same way that i do or at least some people will i read yep. your songs and i was like you have a false fucking awesome song alaska <laughs> the hell I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you man <laughs> good i wanted to poke the bear a little bit right i mean i could have i could have gone i could have gone crazy and put like antelope and harry hood on there but no that would just be crazy reba i'm like reba dude this is fish yeah yeah but uh, like we just said you know it takes it takes a bit of time with a lot of this music it's complex and um and look i think if i were to post another top three on the exact same thing in three months i'd probably have a different top three you know, I, I, I'd probably change it because things things can change. You've called it out. You can go from not liking a song, something happens along the way, experiences where you are, you're there, whatever it is, makes you like it. And that's okay. That's a, that's a whole thing. I mean, it's, you know, to kind of, I think I'd almost wear it, as, wear it as a badge of honor to say, I used to hate this song and now I love it. And here's why. This is why it's good. Screw me for not liking it at first, you know, but um yeah, it's great that we're into a band that we can do that with. They'll just keep playing it and wear us down until uh, they can pee in our ears and no big deal. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna wear us down. They just make the songs awesome, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. my sweet one, fine. You might have an experience, but like other songs, like Kill Level Falls, like you might not love that song, but there's some awesome jams in that song, man. Yeah, and look, if I'm there and that's the opener, that's what comes out, and they're playing it, I'm into it. Like, great, you know, I'll have a good time. What if I really, really have to go and that and that comes on? I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge I'm gonna hedge my bets 
and run to the and run to the pisser and come back hopefully before a song that I really really love comes on. And I'm sure there isn't a fish fan out there who hasn't had that internal struggle or battle, or maybe they just piss their pants. I have no idea, but you know, when nature calls, nature calls. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah. So what? Well, we'll try to keep stirring the pot on those types of things and see where else we can get. Um, Mike and Leo Noon, did you did you listen to it? Bunch of times. It's great. I love it. Bunch of times. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm a bunch of times. I'm a couple times through. Um, I want to, I want to hear your thoughts. You, you know, you obviously played the guitar. Um, a really, really cool sounding album. Really, really good grooves on there. Different from anything. I haven't listened to the other two Mike and Leo albums that this is a third. Um, so I don't really have much to compare it to, but I thought, I thought it sounded great. I thought the recording was really, really good. Um, I am random has been stuck in my head for a couple weeks now, right? I keep walking around going, I am random. I can't stop singing that part. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, you, you really, really like it. Eh? I do. I like, uh, I mean, listen, the songs are great. There's, uh, I, I like the songs. I love Lee. I, so this is the first time I've heard Leo Koki play, right? Like I've heard Tim Reynolds, which I haven't heard a lot, but I've heard him more than, than and I can see the comparisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just blown out. To be honest, I love the album. I love the songs. Everything's great. My two biggest takeaways are I love how percussive it sounds. Yep. And Mike Gordon is just an incredible player in the sense that he really plays. He really plays for the song, right? Like it mm-hmm. really comes across. Like the notes that he chooses, the way that he plays. He's just about you know making sure that this is this song does what it's supposed to do and it sounds the best possible like it's incredible he's awesome yeah he he's he's incredible with melody um i i sent you a text a while a while ago we were talking about mike and he never at least in my opinion he never overdoes it he ser- he serves the song the way that it should be served he enhances it live with live fish and, and with his own stuff yeah he's on he's on he's on point and he's capable of slamming out a ton of notes and being one of those crazy crazy basses but it's not about that right there's the odd jam where you see that fly it's not about showcasing playability and skill it's about the song it's about the notes it's about the melody it's about the spacing uh, it, it's great. I mean, I think that's just great the, the, anthem, the anthem for fish. I think that's the philosophy right there, right? They, they care more about the song and the energy than they do about like, you know, look, hey, look what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, yeah. It's really refreshing when you hear Trey be like, oh, I get, to pl- I get to hear the best bass player and the best drummer and the best piano player play every night, right? Like, that's what I'm there for. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they feel the same way about him and the other guys. Yeah, the album's incredible, man. I've listened to it a bunch of times. I really like it. It uh, it fits so, it fits the, I've heard it so many times because it just fits the atmosphere of the office really, really nice. The songs are all like acoustic so we can listen to it here comfortably. Uh, it's great. It's an awesome album. Yeah. You often play Fish in your office? Uh, no, definitely not oh. live stuff, but like Trey's new album's been good. There's a couple okay. of like studio albums that we can get a get a get away with, and a couple of of the studio recordings that we can get away with. Yeah, uh, nothing. Yeah. Else. What do you mean by get away with? Is it just too different for your average person coming in? Yeah, you want right? a good. Yeah, you want a good. So fish is if you put it on, people will hear it. Right. Right. It. 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 It's amazing in the sense that it's not offensive, but you'll hear, well, that depends who you ask whether it's offensive or not, because I'm sure some of the stuff that people's ears aren't trained to can sound offensive. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, some of it rocks and some of it's noisy and, and some of it's dark and some of it's yeah. uh, aggressive, you know, and it, it's a healing environment here. We got to play. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, yeah, 
yeah, I was wondering though if you've ever seen anybody getting turned on to it through that. But I can, but I can totally understand. You know, it, it's you're trying to welcome as many people in as you possibly can, and that's not necessarily the best environment to try to convert someone. But what well, could be a happy accident? But how many people could you, you know, be? I guess it would be a bit uncomfortable if you're not used to that type of music versus playing something that's more. What do you play? Top top forty? Do you have like serious or what do you? Setlist usually like uh, acoustic stuff and like some. Um, some loungy like EDM sometimes, but people are, are, keep in mind the context, right? People aren't here. Hey, I'm going to go see my chiropractor to get converted to a band. People are here <laughs> not listening to the music, man. Right? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's not, yeah, that's not where the mind's at. I get it. Cool. All right. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to keep listening to Mike and Leo. I, I think I need to give it a couple more go rounds because I don't feel the same way you do about it, but I think it's because of lack of, lack of listening. Like I said, I've been listening to the dead, still haven't put down fish. I'm plowing through 2009 and really liking that missing Karini. I haven't played it once in 3.0. Um, and I honestly don't know when it makes a comeback. So I'll be legitimately surprised when it does happen. Uh, last thing, dinner and a movie. So Labor Day weekend just wrapped up. We had three nights of dicks. Oh, so much dicks. So many dicks. Um, yeah, 2012, 2015, and 2017. You watched what, Friday? I actually watched because I didn't go away. I watched, I have a funny story about my dad. I watched all, every night. I watched it all. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, so it was. Uh, I think it was the last show, the one, uh, the one on Sunday. The mm -hmm. kids went to bed because Rochelle was away. Rochelle was visiting her friends. The kids were away. I was at my parents' house, and uh, I put it on. And my dad's there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so funny. I'm like, how's this gonna? I'm like, how's this gonna go? And so, how well does he know the band? He obviously knows of them because of you, but he does, he doesn't know the music really at all. You wouldn't play it in the car with him when you guys were like. Probably, but like a long on. time, right? Yeah. He's yeah like, what was what, he gonna say? Ah, kids, listen to crazy stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, dad. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just observing what he's doing, right? He's sitting there on the couch, and uh, and he and he's whistling and he's toe tapping, right? Because they okay. played. It was a good time for him to tune in. It was during Prince Caspian, which is a really just a really good time. The lights were awesome. The energy was good. It's a great, you know, makes sense to a lot of people. It's easy to understand and enjoy. Toe you didn't go to the bathroom? No, no, no. Toe, no, no. Okay. Uh, toe tapping, <laughs> okay. toe tapping, whistling, and he gets up and he goes, he just shakes his head. He goes, terrible. I'm going to bed. <laughs> terrible? Yeah. <laughs> While well, he was tapping his toes. And was, and he's like, yeah, like, he had that moment where he's like, oh, wait, oh, wait, I'm enjoying life. I'm supposed to be a grizzled old Eastern European man. <laughs> 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 Too much fun for Mug Man. Time for a bed. Oh, he's like terrible. I, uh, good night. Oh, that's great. That's great. And then you just kept watching. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Did he? Did he like? Did was there any conversation? Did he ask anything? Did he? He, he was just he, watching. He asked how old they were. That's what he wanted to know. Mm. He was like, oh, he goes, oh, they don't look. Uh, he goes, they don't look young anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, they're, I'm like, well they're, it was 2017 was the last show, correct? I'm like, well, they're not. I'm like, they're even older now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Late 50s, like, they look great. They're healthy. You know, I'm like, Jerry Garcia was dead. I told him, I go, Jerry Garcia was dead. Before. Before. Yeah. I go, look how good they look, man. They look fantastic. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I just watched episode six of uh, Long Strange Trip the other day. It was a dark episode, right? When, you know, when Jerry dies of, um, of the Grateful Dead documentary. And yeah, he just didn't look good in those last years. Really, really heavy, tired. Oh, is that the second to last episode? 
the last one is when he dies. There's six episodes. The, the fifth one is about uh, deadheads, and then the sixth one is about really the second oh, half of that episode is about is it man when he when he when when he he meets that new person, he's happy, starts to get healthy, and he's like, "You can go now." I was like, "Yeah, <gasps> yeah, it's it's time for you to go." Can you imagine? Yeah, that was like a very visceral. Like that's that's in a movie with a guy breaking down. You know, you can you can see that because he was using again and everything took over. Sad. Sad. Oh, but yeah, I'm so I love that documentary up to that point. I was just like, fuck, after watching that, you know, and the, you know, the years of music people got robbed of, but hey, is what it is. It's history. What can you do? So, um, yeah, so dinner movie I watched, I watched Saturday night it was great. Um, Friday night I didn't watch. We, I already have it. I've seen it, which is great. I'll obviously already listened to it. But yeah, the fact that it exists, the fact that dinner in a movie was even a thing, Obviously, it's going to continue, just not as frequent as we've become accustomed to. It's amazing. It's amazing. The fact that we can tune in and watch it on demand, stream it, stream it live, have that couch tour with other fans. It's, uh, yeah, pretty, we're pretty lucky that we live in a time and age where that can be a thing, right? Like this pandemic had happened 20 years ago. Would have sucked. I appreciate the, the gratitude of, of most fans, right? Like, most people are mm -hmm. like, thank you. Like, this was 100%. a percent you know there's a few odd like it's funny how quickly people think they're owed something but yeah, yeah. for the most part uh you know just it's been it's been awesome man it's yeah. been awesome yeah yeah they've gone to the archives and pulled out a few and have, what's great it's all the old shows that made it onto live fish too which is awesome i yeah. have an interesting question for you okay so now looking back this is actually good for the group if you want to if you want to steal my content go ahead yeah because you'll probably word it better than I will. But looking back now over all the dinner in a movies, mm -hmm. would you have traded all those experiences in to go see them on tour for one or two shows? Sure. hundred percent. hundred percent. I don't think, I don't think that I would. Really? Yep. I think like mm. the time, like bonding with my wife, watching fish, I think the experiences that I created around dinner and a movie for myself were so power. I don't think mm. that I would put them in to go to, to go to even, right. even if I had tickets for the whole tour. I don't think yeah. I would. Interesting. Yeah. I, knowing that, I think that's a good answer for me. I didn't, I was kind of solo for most of it. I watched most of those dinner and a movies yeah. late, like after they had aired. Yeah, and, and I started them over again at like 11 o'clock at night on the Tuesday into two o'clock in the morning, sometimes finishing on the Wednesday just because yeah. of my schedule. But I can totally see that, right? If it's something that, you know, brought you closer or brought her into the band more, you can't replicate that. It, it's tough to, you know, sure. to assume that it could have happened in it, like in another way. For me, yeah, I think I would have enjoyed being at a live show more. Um, yeah been exactly. watching them and maybe I'm a bit spoiled with my setup here and I've got the server and I've got shows on and I can kind of put on an old show whenever yeah. I want. Right. So I, I think that has something to do with it. And for me, there's just, there's nothing that can replicate that live experience, especially since last year, I was talking about that with Megan the other day. I was saying, do you remember last year, the day of the fish show, what I had said to you in the morning before Kreisha was coming to get me. And she goes, yeah, you were excited to see him. And you're excited to hang out with him and Andrew, but you weren't really talking much about the concert. And I, and that was what I honestly thought. I thought that morning, like, yeah, it'll be fun with the guys. And the concert will kind of be whatever. Little did I know it was going to, it was going to totally change. Oh, you know, your buddy is a evil genius mastermind. <laughs> yeah. And uh, was going to change the course of my listening habits and what I choose to do on Tuesday mornings. Right. It, it, it's uh, for the better. 
you know, and I can't thank you enough because hey, it's a. Uh, you want to hear something? You want to hear something funny? Of course. So, like, you know how you can have like locations now, like through like on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Is most of my most of most of the planning gets done at at home at my house. I call mm -hmm. my house. My house on location is the evil scheme hatchery, for the evil things <laughs> get hatched. Evil scheme hatchery. You twiddle your thumbs and everything. The evil scheme hatchery. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's been a little wild ride, but but anyway, it, it's uh, I don't even know why I brought that up. Just about um, right because it's yeah, the, the, the experience of the live show, right? And for me, it's also the end of dinner in a movie. Like once a month is is we're blessed for anything, but they're kind of like, all right, man, it's been enough. Yeah, our tour would have been over. Yeah, right. The whole point was to put it out in lieu of a tour, and now it's and now it's we look ahead to is there going to be a twenty twenty one tour? I mean so many things up in the air it's it's scheduled as we know however if this thing doesn't go away it's not gonna go away it's the flu it's not going anywhere it's gonna be it was here before this yeah i think so i think so i need an antibody test i think i had it in like january february a lot, but, of, people, a lot of people think that yeah there was a few people at my uh, store that it went around and we, we had never had that kind of illness before or after <laughs> I know, like we're, I know we're staying away from politics, but I mean, this isn't political. Like we know it's been here before this, it's not going away. So like we need a strategy for how we're going to live with whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Information keeps changing too. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people are just, they're done with it. What we knew in April and what we know now and what keeps changing is, I think it's confusing so many people and they just have given up, just don't care. Right? just ignoring it anyway okay well why don't we wrap it up there um another okay. another week i mean I, a lot of good discussion topics so uh join join us next week when we'll talk more about how to get your friends and family into loving our favorite band fish have a great week see you guys you've been listening to ticket to game hedge if you like what you heard please subscribe it helps us a lot you can also follow us on youtube and instagram thank you for listening and stay safe.